Good morning. The way Christians have greeted each other on Easter Sunday has always been the same. All over the world, in all sorts of languages, people will hear the following words. The Lord has risen! Truly He has risen! Kua ara te ariki. He pono. Kua ara ea. Ua toi tu, Iesu. E moni, ua toi tu, ne ali'i. The here is Afghanistan. He is echt Afghanistan. The here is Afghanistan. He is waarlijk Afghanistan. Die Heer, die Heer het opgestaan. Die Heer het waarlijk opgestaan. Jeshe ponro jovito hoeche. Ha, shotti she ponro jovito hoeche. Jesu Christe utle. Tine hotla he. Kua toe tu ai eiki. O kua oni. Kua toe tu u. The Lord is risen, truly he is risen. The cross is bare, empty the grave. Our Lord is risen, he's alive again. And throughout the whole church, the word resounds. The Lord, the Lord is risen, truly he is alive. Grace. All of us there is in God's love through His Son and through the working of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
Don't be afraid. You are looking for Jesus of Nazareth. Why do you seek the living with the dead? He was raised from the dead. The Lord has risen. Dead, where's your sting? Darkness, where's your victory? The Lord has risen. Death has been destroyed. The victory was achieved. The kingship of the world belongs to our Lord and to his anointed. He will reign forever and ever. He is king. The Lord has risen. He who sits on the throne says, I am making everything new. I'm the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. The Lord has risen. To him who sits on the throne belongs the praise, the glory, the glory and the power forever and ever. The, the Lord, Lord has risen. Jesus, our Lord, we praise you on this day that we remember you are the one the tomb could not hold. We praise you and we worship you because you are stronger than darkness and death. Thank you. Thank you that we can know that we really need not be afraid of anything. For you are alive and you are with us all the days. And so we give you thanks, O oh Lord, for the hope we have in you. You who died but has risen and rules over all, we praise you for your presence within us because we now know you, love. And we know that nothing past, present or yet to come can separate us from your great love made known to us by Jesus Christ. Be with us in this service. Be with us. Open our ears and our hearts so that we can know you even more. We ask this in your name alone. Amen. Kids, how has your Easter been? What did you do this weekend? It kills me that I can't see your faces at this moment and that we can't be together and that you can't tell me what you've been up to. Will you please let me know? Did you color in Easter eggs? Did you put them on your windows? Did you make those crosses out of the palm leaves? Please send me some pictures of those so that I can see what you've been up to. I know there's some bakers amongst you. Will you send me some pictures uh, of the food you made? Did someone make hot cross buns? I'm sorry that we can't be together, but hopefully soon we will and then we'll have a lot to talk about and catch up on. So over this weekend, a lot has happened. We had our special meal on Thursday. We had Good Friday. Where we really thought about what it meant that Jesus died for us. For each and every one of us because he loves us. And today we have this wonderful, wonderful day where we say, but Jesus is alive. That means that he has 
has this victory over all things bad in the world. He's the one who, who will give us life, you life. Nothing can separate you from his love. Nothing. And today is a sign of that. Please remember that. When it feels like things are bad and dark, he is alive. And that's the most wonderful thing that could ever happen to any one of us. And do you know why that's, we, that's why we come to church on a Sunday? We come to church on a Sunday because that's the day Jesus was resurrected. Every Sunday when we come here, we say we are coming because we are celebrating that. That's why we don't come on just any other day. And that's why we are together today to celebrate this especially. After a whole week of feeling and thinking and hearing about suffering and pain and loss, after having two and a bit of the strangest weeks ever, after not knowing what will happen, what's coming next, we all need some good news. We need some light, we need hope. We need to say it out loud. I read yesterday article after article of churches and cathedrals and chapels all over the world who said on Sunday morning at 10 o'clock they will ring their bells to say, to announce in the darkest of times we believe there is hope, we believe in the risen one. And today at 10 o'clock I will ring the bells of our church to do the same. We all need to celebrate today. We need to celebrate the living one. After Thursday, having our meal, tasting the bread, taking the cup, seeing the symbols of blood and his body being shed for us. On Friday, after we ended our service in silence, in darkness, because words just aren't enough to express what we feel. And then we experience the quiet Saturday and today together with millions of people all over the world sitting in their living rooms we confess we believe in the Lord the risen one who overcame death who overcame sin and darkness and pain we are here to confess that Jesus overcame death and pain and sin for us we sit here this morning knowing that he's alive. That's probably one of the most charged sentences in all of the world. Jesus overcame death and he loves. Such a short sentence and yet there's so much to it. So much meaning to those words. He came, overcame death and he's alive. There are so many different sides and angles to this story. So many people who believe it happened this way or it happened that way. Some people who think completely different stories about what happened on that Sunday. In the New Testament we read all these different stories about all these different points of views of the resurrection. One story with many different angles and add-ons and interpretations. In the Gospels alone, 
there are these different stories. Mark, whose story we've been looking at this whole week, he gives us details of Jesus' death, how people responded to it. He tells us of the open tomb, the empty grave. He tells people who see Jesus how different they're going to react to it. We read how the disciples see Jesus in Mark's telling and the promise to people that they too will see him. And then Matthew tells us of the woman who went to the tomb, who later saw Jesus and believed in him and was sent back to the disciples to retell what they saw. We read of the sermons he had and the people he encountered after the resurrection. We read that some believed it with all their hearts and souls and some doubted. But for those who believed it, there was only one thing to do after they, they saw and heard, and that was to go out and make disciples in his name. And so we hear how after Jesus' resurrection, people come to tell that, that he is Emmanuel, God with us. Then we go on to Luke, and in Luke, we, we hear, we realize that, that this story tells us we are not alone. Even though we no longer see Jesus, Jesus is with us still. He's not dead. He is alive, and so are we. We hear that Luke warns us to not be people who act as if we've not seen him actors, people who's not heard the good news. Let's be people who talk about this event. Let's be people who talk about it over and over again. The resurrection must be something that happens over and over again. And then we move on to, to John, and John tells us another story. He comes to reassure us that Jesus does not judge. He tells us the story of Thomas, and he says, blessed are those who believe even though they haven't seen. But, but when he says these words, it's not words of condemnation. It's rather words of understanding. Jesus knew Thomas had to see and so he appeared to him. You see lots of stories. Lots of different stories to one event. Lots of different voices. But there's this one golden thread that runs right through all these versions. The Easter story, with all its differences, has this one fact, and that's the fact that Jesus is alive. That he rose, and that means that we are alive with him. These stories, yes, it tells us we will never be alone. We read these stories of how people reacted to what happened. We read how people knew before his death what would happen, how some believed, how some didn't. How some believed even though they didn't see the miracles, even though they, they weren't with them for a long time. But we read how people's lives changed after what happened on this morning. Somehow, no matter how they, they experienced the resurrection, how they described what happened and interpreted it, articulated it, for then Jesus became alive. He didn't stay in the tomb. He lived. And that changed them. The way they look at the world changed. 
the way they looked at Jesus changed. He's more than just flesh and body now. He's no longer trapped in space and time. And the time long, long ago, far away from us. Now he comes through locked doors. He has these encounters with people next to the road. He, he, he appears to people who are unimportant and small. People who, who doesn't deserve his presence. He can now come to even all of us. And stay with us until the end of time. But to carry on with the, the painting of Salvador Dali that we talked about on Friday. Even more than, than that. That Easter has to mean something personal. Something specific to each and every one of us. This story even more calls for transformation. When we can die with Jesus but then become alive with him too. Living with him in a new life, in a new way. Every day. It will require us to live and participate in this new life every day. Luke 9 verse 23 talks of us taking up our cross. And that, that must happen every day. After he's hearing Jesus' stories before his death, after experiencing the impact of his death, and sharing the, the news of what happens on this wonderful day, after hearing that Jesus is with us, with us and, and we with him, it calls us again to this important question. What do all these different stories tell us? What does it tell you? But more than that, how does it change you? How does this day, this becoming alive of Jesus, change you? You will agree that when something joyous happens in your life, when something memorable happens in your life, joy of any kind, we know that it does not always have this full effect on us. It doesn't extend until the end of time. I mean, all joys of life, joys of marriage and relationships, the joys of your job, a hobby, your favorite thing to do, it doesn't always carry the same kind of joy, does it? No. Sometimes you need a reminder. You need some sort of wake-up call in a sense. To experience the joy again anew. And so for us to continue to experience the joy, the wonder of Easter, we have to paint our hometown at the end of that painting. We have to put it there. We have to make it that personal. To experience the joy fully of today, you have to bring it home. In Philippians 3 verse 10, Paul writes something amazing. He writes, all I want is to know Christ. Paul says his only wish in life is to know Christ. Further in verse 12 says, and to experience the power of his resurrection. Imagine knowing Jesus is your only wish.
is a relationship with them throughout every day, in every day, your only wish to experience his resurrection in your life, to die with him, to become alive with him. Is that your only wish? Not your greatest wish, your wish for today. Is it your only wish? Are we willing to give up all other wishes? Are we willing to let all the other wishes be second and third and fourth? Wealth and success and prosperity, security, status, prestige. That's difficult things to, to let, let them stand a bit back. But that's what today calls us to do. The more I think about it, the more I realize it's so easy to let all other kinds of wishes be the most important thing in my life. It's so easy to let relationships and hopes and dreams and all other sorts of things we work for be the most important. Take up more of our time. But Paul writes this, that he has this dream, this wish to know Jesus. More than just the stories about him. This is all about a personal relationship. That comes when we know Jesus. Get to know him. That comes with us meeting him at the open grave. Are you willing to make that your one wish? To have this new kind of relationship with God. To know God. So yes, we learn a lot from God through Easter stories. The resurrection tells us something amazing about who God is. We see God and and how the Easter story paints a new kingdom. We see what God stands for when we when we read the story through Easter. We see how he creates this new life for us. The world can mock and spit and try to kill Jesus. But they want one. God wants. Jesus is the Lord of heaven and earth. Not the powers of this earth. And so the healing of this world begins with us knowing Jesus is alive. And taking it personally, taking it to heart, letting it fill us, all of us. Letting it fill us so much that we just can't help but share it with others. Going out and sharing the gospel with people plays a central part in what happens around the grave. To go and tell, to share. That's something we read everywhere. In Mark, verse 16, verse 1 to 8, we read, When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, brought spices so that they might go to anoint Jesus' body. Very early on the first day of the week, just after sunrise, they were on their way to the tomb and they asked each other, who will roll the stone away from the entrance of the tomb? But when they looked up, they saw that the stone, which was very large, has been rolled away. 
As they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in a white robe sitting on the side, and they were alarmed. Don't be alarmed, he said. You are looking for Jesus, the Nazarene, who was crucified. He is risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him, but go. Tell his disciples. And Peter, he is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him, just as he told you. Trembling and bewildered, the woman went out and fled from the tomb. They said nothing to anyone because they were afraid. Jesus is no longer here. He is risen. Go and tell. When the resurrected Jesus becomes our story, when a relationship with him becomes our only wish, the world will not win. When we know Jesus, when we know him so well, when he becomes our only wish, it will affect the way we treat everything and especially everyone. If we make an effort, make these constant efforts every day to meet Jesus, then we will also be able to make his kingdom come alive on earth. Jesus who lives changes people. He alerts people. He wakes them up. Does it do the same for you? When you hear that Jesus is present here and now, that he can now move through closed doors to get to the disciples and even through yours. This means that he will not only walk the road with the Emmaus goers, but also with us. That he can appear not only to Thomas who doesn't believe, he can also appear to us, to me and to you. That he will not only give new life to, to fishermen, but to us. Dear children, this means that, that God is stronger than all the evil and all the bad and all the wrong in this world. That he is the light, that he is light and that we have to know that and believe that. He is stronger than all the nightmares we can have. He has more power than all the fears we have. Especially now when we don't know what's happening, when the world is, is sick, when people are sick, we have to know that Jesus is alive and he will help, he will care, always and forever. If we also work to make this kingdom come true on earth, we will not let injustice win. We won't let our own selfish needs win. If we live with the fact that Jesus loves and that his kingdom can and will become alive and visible when we say it, when we live it, we have to say it and live it. Then Jesus will be alive. And he will keep on being alive. Then Jesus will win and he will keep on being victorious. For the world, yes, but especially for us. Today. And forevermore. Thank you.
God of love, truly we see your glory in the face of Jesus Christ, who offered himself in humble service to his disciples, even on the night he was betrayed. Truly you shine in our hearts when we show your love to others in Christ like acts of service and fellowship. We leave this moment of of the service eager to reflect the glory of Christ, eager to show his love and mercy and kindness. Our Lord, our source of hope and life, our teacher and our Lord, who laid down his life so that we might live. May we from now on be made new, live anew. And the fact that we know you are the one who came for us. You are the one who died for us and you are the one who've, who's given us new life. Thank you for, for this weekend. Thank you for everything that we could have seen and experienced and heard. Thank you for the moments of silence. Thank you for the moments of glory and rejoicing. Thank you that, that it's all because of you. Thank you that we can leave this moment, leave this place and go be with, with others and show them your love. We ask this in your name alone. Amen. Rejoice for the stone is rolled away. The grave is now empty. He's not dead. Hallelujah. The Lord is risen. Rejoice, the scriptures are fulfilled, the battle is won, the grave is empty, he is not dead. Hallelujah, the Lord is risen. Rejoice, the curtains torn, God invites us in. Christ's actions was enough to forgive our sins. Hallelujah, the Lord is risen. Now may love, peace and above all new life be yours through the risen Jesus, now and forever. Amen. I just want to do a couple of notices before we go. Thank you to everyone who played a part during this last services, especially the services over Easter. The Dunlops who, who made the most beautiful things, Marinda who made the most beautiful things, Everyone who were involved in the videos, Shamala for the music, um, my technical team here at home, thank you very much. Please send me your pictures of what you guys have been up to over Easter. Children, please, if you have colored in the Easter eggs or made your crosses and put them in your windows, please, please send it to me. And then I'll put it up on Facebook so everyone can, can see what's happening in and around. If you've had a birthday the last couple of days in the week, please um, let me know so that we can, can celebrate with you or in this week to come, let us know. If you need anything, any help at all, please just send me a message. We really try to be in contact with as many people as possible, but we don't want you to be alone and, and go through this and, and not tell us. So, yes. For those who've been asking about the food banks, I did send it in the email about what you can do. Just let us know if you want to contribute to the food banks. There are still um, some open, so we want to help them still. And for those of you who are wondering about how to contribute to the offerings, um, if you can't do it um, like you've always done it, 
please let me know or Dark Stirrets and, and we will help you in any way possible. Have a great week. See you again. Bye-bye.